When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this morning. Woo! How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. Are you well? I'm well. I am well. <laughs> I am very well, but I have disturbing news. I have discovered how the COVID virus spread around the world. Apparently, some fool opened up the Spurs trophy cabinet. Uh, <laughs> being that there's nothing in there other than just disease... <laughs> And pestilence, you know. They thought they'd give it a clean because they expected to win the Premier League. And then what happened is they opened it up and all this come out, which similar happened when the Spanish flu started. They'd done the same thing again, thought they'd give their trophy cabinet a good old clean out. And all this dust and everything that's been in there for 60 years just come out into the world. Oh, no. Oh, it sounds it's... a bit like when they opened the Blue Peter time capsule. Yes. yes. And it yeah. was just full of sludge. So that... <laughs> it all Probably the Tottenham trophy cabinet's worse than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, Damien Harris is here. How are you doing? Hello, very good. Thank you very much. Um, Did you know that the coronavirus started in Tottenham's <laughs> trophy cup? I mean, it's very difficult to open. I'd have thought, prizing it open, yeah. maybe placing a small charge on the lock. <laughs> well, what, wasn't there a story that it was Les Ferdinand who lost the key? Dug up the uh, Blue Peter time capsule. Oh, did he? Oh, well, they, that maybe Les will have to go and open the Tottenham Trophy cabinet. Yeah, there was a story that it was him, apparently, that he dug it up. Oh, oh, would you you mean uh, when the blue when the Blue Peter Garden was vandalised? Yeah, there's a story. I think it's. I'm not sure whether it's Dennis Wise and him, but I'm sure Les Ferdinand is. Involved somewhere, so there's a yeah, uncanny. Oh, so sort of born connection. and raised in West London. Yeah, this is a QPR boy, wasn't he? You are. <laughs> <laughs> I miss going to football today. Uh, yeah. Today I really felt it. I, mm. oh, I look at the fixtures and I think, you know, if Orient are playing at the moment, at the moment I get twitchy. I even thought about going to Gillingham. I haven't been to Gillingham since oh, the God knows when. You know, Super Jules. One game this season, bloody Burnley at home. <laughs> but, but, but even that, we, we went to the pub before and had some, had a meal and a few drinks and a laugh, and it's getting a bit much now, isn't it, really? And that was absurdly socially distanced. They made us sit in the rain rather than sit within two feet of someone who hadn't got coronavirus. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and sitting in the rain on a cold, wet night is not guaranteed to give you the flu no. or any kind of No, exactly. all, all sorts of other diseases we were yeah. susceptible to. Well, they're starting to... Um, Norman did a gig in Liverpool, so they did a test uh, club night. 
in Liverpool. Never say that. You yeah. don't mean Norman Price from Fireman <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who? Norman <laughs> Price. Oh, sorry, Sam. I didn't mean to set fire to the post office. <laughs> Norman Price, Swansea City were going to be promoted. And now because of you. See, that's what happens. That's what happens when you can't get to the football. You become obsessed with what's going on in Ponty Pandy. I don't know seen... what we're talking about. No, 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 no idea. idea. This is right. this, that's, just, that's one for the parents of young children yeah, who are listening the, in. Who us are... childless are <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking you know, very confused. Go and watch a few episodes of Five and Sam. Okay. Five and Sam. We'll do. We'll get Norman Price. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't mean that. You mean Norman Cook of the House Martins. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, he played um, <laughs> of the House Martins. Yeah, it like that. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, they did a gig, and so everyone was tested before they went in. They will get tested again in two days' time. A dance floor gig. Yes. Oh yeah, full proper yeah. normal club. Full body contact. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, proper. Yeah. So um, yeah, ease they and, ease and whiz all round. All just yeah, handed out at the beginning. Yeah, he, yeah. Actually, he, there is footage of someone who took all of theirs, all of theirs at the beginning. ITV trying to do a nice report on all, uh, and here we are, clubbers coming back, and there's some some scouser, absolutely twatted, who can't yeah. stand up behind. Brilliant. Yeah, should just we, point out, you know, the other. Other regional. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this is uh, me and my region. It was in Liverpool. Stereotypes are available. <laughs> it was in Liverpool. I was Liverpool. in Liverpool. Yes, I, was in was. Liverpool. <laughs> I wasn't just picking on a city that we we know and love, a wonderful city. Yeah. You, you had to be from Liverpool. You had to be able to say you go East yes. with and the coronavirus test. So you do the coronavirus <laughs> test first. Yeah. Yeah, but then you've clogged up your system whiz. with uh, some stimulants. Yeah, and a bit of cat. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Red Bull, Campari, and Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to do a test after the gig as well. That's going to be interesting, oh, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Hang on a minute. All the lights have come on. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> what? What's going on? Are you dry? You cannot operate yeah. heavy machinery yeah. for the next twenty-five years. Oh, so that's so that's that's uh, you think a possible indicator that we might be able to get back in the Emirates. There's talk about the last two games of the season. Yeah, uh, allowing yeah. fans in. I think ours are Crystal Palace away and Brighton at home, and uh, some fans may be allowed into Sellers Park. Always a pleasure, hmm. and uh, five hundred possibly Arsenal fans, and then possibly ten thousand fans in for the last game of the season against Brighton, um, which I well. imagine will be a meaningless mid-table clash, <laughs> or they might need the points. We might we might be. Gunning for mm. Thursday night football again and trying no, to finish. No, there, there is yeah, a big danger with us carrying on winning, right? Massive yeah. danger. You don't want to come seventh because if you come seventh, you're going to drop into the new third-tier Europa League competition. Now, is that called, have I misheard this, is that called the football combination? Conference. I, oh, conference. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were bringing back the football com- combination. <laughs> well, that would be good if they did. <laughs> you know, for though there was more interest, I shit you not, in the football combination in the 70s than there will be in the conference, whatever the hell that whatever is. Whatever it is, yeah. So is that a separate cup? It's a, It's like a 
a third version of the Europa League. But that, now the thing is, you know, in the like the Champions League, the third team drops down into the Europa League. Well, mm. in the Europa League, the team that comes third in their group stage dropped down into the new Europa Conference. Oh, Thursday night oh, hell <laughs> continues. So when do you play that? Thursday mornings, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's apparently it's even more convoluted so than the Europa 11, League. 11 o'clock at night. It's the late night. So yeah. It's like the equivalent of the radio DJ getting shunted. Your yeah. 1am. 1am till 4 is available. <laughs> Oh, is it? What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> then you hand over to Wacky Dave for, <laughs> for with, the, with the breakfast crew. <laughs> oh, yeah, pulling an all-nighter, just coming straight to work, that lot. Yeah, that's all I need. I'm doing the combined football combination commentaries. Oh, God, oh, we no. don't, so we don't want to be seventh. No, God no. Well, we won't be, mate. We no, I think we're all right. For that. Exactly. Right. I think we're quite safe. We're going to do well to hang on to ninth here. We're, yeah. we're, we're fending off ambitious clubs coming up from below, including, in Mikel Arteta's words, one of the best teams in the league, Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> Their crazy bucket-dwelling manager. <laughs> and they're very, very well-spoken, number nine. He is very posh, isn't he? He's a lovely fellow. He's, He's a nice see, chap. No, the, the Bamford family, you know, they're billionaires. Did you know that? No. The no. Bamford, the B of Bamford is the B in JCB. <gasps> oh. Really? And, uh, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you'd have thought, just because you sell diggers, that you're a billionaire. I don't quite, that's a lot of diggers. Yeah, <laughs> but there are a lot of diggers in the world. <laughs> oh, a lot of diggers. I, um, yeah. So he's related to, he's that, he comes from the uh, digger dynasty. Um <laughs> And he's uh, yeah he's, he's, he's educated. He went to school and you know <laughs> it was he went to school. He could read. He could, you could tell he's educated because the only one at Leeds who hasn't got the uh, the undershave and the top knot and the top weird, knot. That, that, that weird kind of Leeds United signature hairdo. That's a nice been, proper haircut. Yeah. yeah, I mean I have to say Leeds fans listening, it's been uh, it's been wonderful. They've been yeah. wonderful this season. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite teams to watch, Rafinha, Calvin Phillips, the 12-year-old yeah. in goal. Uh, I like the sincerity of the team. They all mm. really care about each other and doing well together. But this isn't an end-of-season review, not yet. Just a few thoughts on Leeds United. It's really just a delay <laughs> having to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think that our listeners have uh, gotten on to that? I, I was just about to go off on a tangent... <laughs> If you want, if you fancy coming down this cul-de-sac with me about educated footballers. Educated footballers, well, yes. Alan that, Smith, yeah, he had an O-level, didn't he? He or had something. an O-level, yeah. <laughs> he had an o o Steve Highway. <laughs> Steve yes. Highway was another one. He did a degree. He did a degree. He, Steve, I think he oh, are you thinking of Koppel? No, Steve Highway did have a No, he's got VD. He's, Koppel's got <laughs> VD? <laughs> Then he chucked on me coffee there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, are you referring to something? P-A-L-A-C-E, Stevie Cobble's got, got VD with a nickname. Uh, <laughs> Crystal uh, Palace, F off who? Koppel was on one wing and he was very, very bright and educated. Yeah. And, and uh, Gordon Hill was on the other wing. And uh, I met Gordon Hill many years ago and he's not educated. <laughs> <laughs> And we were, we were off camera. We were filming a pilot for a potential BBC football show that was, to, it was, no, it was no good with James Richardson. Uh, um, right. And, uh, and Gordon Hill was a guest. And he goes, at one point in our conversation, he just goes, the FA are bleeding typical. <laughs> and then we all waited for him to say, 
you know, typical of what? Oh, what? <laughs> and then he and then he had a look on his face where he thought, I think I've misused the word typical there. I've just thrown it in. <laughs> I've thrown it in, actually. I'm not confident. <laughs> so there was a little pause, and then he goes, that is your typical FA. And then we went, oh, yeah, 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 oh, with you. Gordon, with, you yeah. with you now, Gordon, with you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lost a few, lost a few, yeah. a few minutes. But you're and back he in. said uh, he wanted to get back into football. This is a long time ago. I'm going back to the mm. 90s. This is a long time ago. He wanted to get back mm. to football, and he, you know, but the owners of clubs they didn't like it. Chairman didn't like it. If you came in and you knew too much about football, if you could put your finger on their problem, they didn't like it. They didn't. They wanted coaches who didn't know nothing about it, and that was why he couldn't get a. <laughs> can get, get a gig, a gig. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I found that that's, that's quite a common mindset amongst footballers and ex-players is that they're really furious that they don't have more respect or opportunities it's, it is quite rare to find the articulate well, Gareth, Gareth Southgate type Jermaine Genus speaks quite well he went yeah. completely off the rails in match of the day two last night when they were trying to talk about Man United fans invading Old Trafford <laughs> Well, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they would just opened up a discussion. Mark, Mark Chapman was hosting, who turned up without a shirt on, and he looked like he just got out of the shower. Honestly, he looked like he had pulled an all nighter. What, up, what it was his hair doing? He just shampooed it, I think, <laughs> hadn't he? I think he just shampooed it, and then he put his jumper on and forgot to put a shirt underneath, and he looked like he was presenting something for like a dad's hour on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds of the seventies, and then they turned to Shearer for an assessment of events at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah, and Shearer started going. Obviously, uh, what it means is, uh, and really, I thought, oh, please don't embark on this. You know, it reminded me of it. Reminded me of in nineteen eighty-five. Uh, I was at university in Kent, and I was going to go back to Essex in time to watch the European Cup final, which was Liverpool against Juventus. Everyone looking forward to it. In those days, it was a big deal. And weren't many live games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, they had Platini playing for them, and anyway, I didn't get myself organised, and I left it too late to leave. And I thought I'll just watch it here. I'll watch it in the junior common room, and I went in the junior common room. Uh, Damien, you've probably been in there at yep. Canes College. Oh yes. And uh, lots and lots of football fans in there. A few lads in Liverpool shirts, but we're down in Kent, so it's a mixed bag of people. But everyone, of course in those days would support the English team no matter who where you came from mm. so we're all rooting for Liverpool uh, but the game hadn't started and the game hadn't started because there'd been this terrible disaster it was the Heisel Stadium thing and uh, there was an hour and then there was I think there was an hour and a half or two hours yeah. and they didn't know what to do they didn't know so that all they had was the pundits talking and yeah. filling Oh, I remember and, it very well. uh, And I really remember it because I was a bit of a lefty student. We all were uh, in, in that room. And there was Jimmy Hill on the TV going oh, on about national service. service, yes. yes. Bring oh, no, back I, yeah. national service. There hadn't yeah. been national service in our country for 30 years. Bring yeah. back national service, he was saying. And the slightly more sophisticated view of it was that there was something going on between the, uh, the Juventus ultras who were on the right um, and they regarded Liverpool as a lefty city, which, of course, it was particularly in the 80s. Right, oh, OK. And there, and there was some political angle towards the... the anyway, the history of, of that terrible days oh. is, as they say, well-documented. But that, I, yes. it, it came to mind as I watched Shearer and Genus try, 
wrestling with, you know, talking about the Glazer ownership and how much money they spent on players. But then, then they got, then they gave quite a lot of time to the editor of the United We Stand fanzine. Yeah. Uh, who was wearing a classic Mank anorak on telly. He's scrubbed up. He's picked his best anorak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arranged his... <laughs> Raised his shelf quite well, I thought, at the yeah, back. Very well. You know, made, All his yeah. Man United memorabilia. Yeah. Just before we started recording this, we, we were treated to Damien <laughs> trying to clear out his office, <laughs> in which he's still got all the boxes that come with your season ticket when you get a gift pack that really you don't want. You just don't want it. Or you would two. rather have the yeah. cash. <laughs> David's got two seasons. You get two. I get six of these bloody... I know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he's I... still got the boxes from 20 years ago. Oh, Chuck it I... away, D. Got a bobble hat. Unworn. Unworn bobble. He doesn't, bobble. He doesn't... He keeps them like he's a collector. 2014-15 fixtures. Fixture list. Recycling, D. In the recycling. Oh, there's some pin badges. Stronger together. Yeah. Yeah, we're stronger together. We can melt them, melt them down and (laughs) reuse the metals. Have you noticed, do you remember there was a metal box as well? I mean, these boxes are heavy, aren't they? They fell on me once, nearly broke a leg. You know, I mean, it's just... Because I still get them, because Evgenia, our sort of Russian daughter, where she moved to... The guy uh, was an Arsenal season ticket holder, and they still send the boxes there. So she gives them to me every Christmas. So, oh, right. Yeah, so I've still got, I'm up to date with all the boxes. But, yeah, they're, they're heavy this things, the aren't first, they? This is the first I've heard of Genya. Of Genya? <laughs> yeah, the Russian student. Oh. She stayed with us a few she is she, is she the one with the cosmonauts in her The top? cosmonauts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two Russian cosmonauts. But, yeah, she's our Russian daughter now, you know, and... Are you, um, you're putting all that back in the box and you're going to put it back on the shelf? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Dude, you've got to get rid of this shit. Yeah. This we have a competition. No, this isn't. What, okay. Damien's old season ticket holder <laughs> boxes. No one wants them, mate. I know you had the Arsenal toilet. That was a bit of fun. But this yeah. is getting silly. <laughs> okay. This is getting silly. All right, I'll, I'll put really... them in the recycling. Yeah, more ruthless about he this won't. shit. He won't. He won't. Well, as, as, as moving day gets closer, yeah. I'm having to get more ruthless. Yeah, you've got to be more ruthless about it. Yeah. Okay. I remember we moved house and uh, we had the builders in for a bit. So all that stuff was in storage. And then the day came and there was a lot of stuff. There's all the furniture, everything. So there's two vans in storage with an insurance policy uh, to valuing it at 35 grand. Quite a lot, right? Mm. And uh, as the vans pulled up, I thought, if I went out and just set light to those two vans, <laughs> <laughs> I could pocket 35 grand. <laughs> Because as I stood there, I, thought, I actually can't even think what's in there. And I, when they open them up, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Oh, no, here it comes. Boxes and boxes of absolute shit. Arsenal shit. Hundreds of programmes. Away pro- I've got a drawer oh. in my filing cabinet, which is marked Arsenal Away Programmes 78-79. I shit you not. And they're in mint condition. Mint- and I look on eBay. No one wants this shit. No one wants them. I've got Arsenal programmes for the last 50 years. Years. No one wants them. And in t- the 91 season, right, championship season, full set of programmes in a binder, mint condition. Value online? Value? £25. Mm. No, no bids. No bids. <laughs> so, in other words, overpriced yeah. at 25 <laughs> Worthless paper. <laughs> Worthless shit. 
<laughs> just get the ten programmes that you most value and the rest bin. Okay. Sounds like this is advice that I should follow. Right. Don't yeah, do I was as I do. Say. Don't do as I do. do. Do as I say. I tell you, we are Does... avoiding this elephant in the room. Does... We're not time. talking about it, Keith. We're not talking about Does the 0809 membership handbook bring me joy? Does it bring you joy? Bin it. What's your top ten programmes? I'll tell you mine, right? First game I went to. First game I went to, 19th August 71 against Stoke. I would keep that. I would keep that one. Even though the copy that I've got, I didn't get on the day. I had to get it off one of those programme sellers that used to be on Gillespie Road. Oh, Remember really? That? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'd keep Anfield 89, Ovs. Yeah. I'd keep White Hart Lane 2004, Ovs. Ovs. Uh, I'd keep uh, the 79 Cup Final. And I would keep um, Old Trafford 2002. After that, I'm struggling to think of the game. <laughs> really, I am. I quite. I might keep my Barcelona one. You know, from yeah. uh, when, when Messi came down. The and finals. I probably. Would, I might keep the last one at the Embra- uh, Highbury 2006. I might keep that one they gave us Wenger's last game when there was a booklet in it. Yeah. Uh, there's the ones. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's and it. I went. I, I went to a game for a birthday treat in 1973. Arsenal beat Sheffield United three-two. Charlie George scored twice, and uh, I just remember that being unbelievably exciting. I mean, I think that was really when I actually got the actual bug. Like I couldn't. Highbury was, and I know we're biased, but it was the most beautiful football ground that's ever been erected. It was just such a sight. Yeah. And uh, it was exciting because there were five goals. Uh, everyone loved Charlie George. You could feel all around you how much everyone loved Charlie George. It made you love Charlie George. You thought, I'm oh, part of being here is that you love Charlie George, mm. right? That's part of the deal. Yeah. So I, if I could dig that program out, I'd keep that. Because that does spark joy. Even talking about it now makes me feel good. And even though I was only seven, I didn't really know what was going on. The only thing I really remember was the Sheffield United had a player called Woodward, who was a grey-haired winger. And the tendons on the back of his knees were very pronounced. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. There you go. You're listening to Desert Island Football (laughs) Programme with Alan Alan Davis. Gee, you're on to something. I I think we've got something. (laughs) Desert Island Programmes. Yes. Stick it on the list. (laughs) Stick it on the list. We've got about 78 podcast ideas, (laughs) listener. (laughs) But because you won't go out and get a few more of your mates to subscribe, <laughs> you freeloaded scumbags, we're not bothering doing them. We had the yeah. Tuesday Book Club. We were going to do yeah. that. Now yeah. we've got Desert Island Programme. <laughs> These are good ideas. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Well, Tyler's pitching game it we've got as we launch. speak. We've got a bold game, you know. The bold game? Yeah, you know, Mourinho versus Mussolini, Stalin versus Brendan Rodgers. Oh, yes. That's yes. a great board game. That's you a know? great board game, yeah. Who said, who said this? And that's yeah. how you progress around the board. Yeah. Exactly. It's been brilliant. Get a couple of little miniature plastic figures of managers and dictators and, you know, philosophers. Got Sabuto, Sabuto, um figures, yeah. Yeah, you have all the... All the uh, Authoritarian dictators on one side, or you could have Davos, Suka, yeah, and Kanu. Damien's actually got <laughs> mini figures with yeah. massive heads. Heads, the ones that bobble about. Do they bobble the heads? <laughs> Do the heads? No, bobble? no. These are the Corinthians ones. Oh, um, right. keep up, Keith. That's all right. I've got Emmanuel Petit as well somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you have. That's and, a, uh, you know that's a medical condition. Oh my god, that's horrible. And a handicap. <laughs> Can I ask you a football question now? Oh, God, all right, come on in. 
Yesterday, we were recording this listener on uh, Bank Holiday Monday morning. Uh, yesterday, Arsenal won 2 0 at St James's Park. Uh, the, the easiest win we've had all season. 25 uh, minutes before what? we talked about it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, I don't know what was wrong with them. Oh. I don't think they'd get away with that if there was 52,000 in up there. I've been, as you know, my in laws are up there and I've been there many times. They, they would be furious to watch that. They really were so ineffectual. They didn't chase us at all. We got an early goal, and then he scored a good goal. And then uh, we passed it very, very well. Everyone was very on it and just totally controlled it. And it was boring as hell. But we really we did dumb. really boring. I think they were on the oh, they were on the beach, mate. They just want the season. But they shouldn't end. be on the yeah. beach because they, you know, yeah. there's still there's still a chance I could go down. But what yeah. I was going to say to you is, we've been away from home now to all the bottom four and had effortless wins against all of them. 3-0 at Fulham, 3-0 at Sheffield United, 4-0 at the Hawthorns and 2-0 yesterday. Cruising through these matches against teams who sometimes can give us a hard time. Uh, You know, the bottom, uh, real flat track bully stuff, Mm. getting on the ball, showing we're better than you. You can't defend as well as us and you can't attack as well as us. Therefore, this game should be 3-0. Oh, it is. Like, it's a kind of... There's so, I mean, there must be a factor, obviously, that Bramall Lane is empty mm. and Hawthorns is empty. Um, so that's probably a factor. But we, those have been our outstanding performances. We've had a couple of other good away wins at Southampton and Leicester. And, we, and our away form overall has been pretty good. Olympiacos yeah. as well. Mm. Um but why is that? Why is it? Because at home, we nearly lost to Fulham. And at home, we really struggled against Sheffield United. Yep. Narrow 2-1 win. We've yet to play West Brom at home, but you can see Big Sam causing a problem uh, when we play them. And I think it's the next match in the, in the league. Mm. But just to sort of just noticed it, really, how, yeah. we, how effortlessly we've cruised through these games against these sides and... I, Why I still, the away games down there are so easy? I still felt nervous at eighty-three minutes that we could, we could cock it all up. I, my biggest frustration of that game was there was a period after about twenty-five minutes where they had a good ten minutes, and we were just not pressing them. We were letting them sort of line up crosses and balls into the box. Um. And I was actually getting quite frustrated after about 25 minutes, thinking, weird, why are we not going for the jugular here? Yeah. I don't you... think there's a desire to go for the jugular. Mm. I think uh, Martinelli's got a real hunger. I mean, mm. we all lo- absolutely love him, don't we? And it's he wonderful to see him back. And you think in the long term, you think Martinelli on one side, Saka in the other, Smith Rowe at 10. You know, there's bags of talent. There, yep. And you've still got Reese Nelson and. and, and uh, I mean, that was worrying with that, tack, that tackle, but thankfully got up. And I asked Steve Bruce, didn't think that was a red card. It was a straight red. It was a, it was a nasty tackle. Just a few minutes from the end by Shah. And yeah. I really mean, why, nasty. why even make Stupid. a tackle like that? It's oh, just, the horror. Just, it took you like a throwback to the old Wenger days when some big lump sent Rafa just get frustrated and go through someone. It could mm. have really been worse than it was. He hurt him, didn't he? Mm. But, but no, it was good to see him. See him playing, and I just said, no, the, the thing is the contrast 
between Martinelli and Willian on on the other side, mm. who, who just seems to lack the de- determination or the drive to even try and play a one-two and get a shot off. He seems to have an absolute aversion to try and get to the byline. Mm. I mean, there are oh, a couple God, of yeah. times when he's one-on-one with a fullback, and you're thinking, just knock it by him. You're quite quick. Knock it by him and whip one across the box and... You know, get it in there. But, of course, he checks and goes back and mm. walks around. And oh, I really, the contrast between him and Martinelli, I think, I'm thinking, looking at Willian, thinking, what are you thinking when you watch Martinelli on the other side of the pitch, full of energy and drive and determination every time he's in possession? And every time it comes to you, you stop, you stand, you look, you go backwards. Don't yeah. you want to get shots off? He hasn't scored a goal all season. He's barely done anything. Although I did see, having said that, I did look on the Premier League website and he, is our, uh, he, he leads us in assists in the Premier League this season, William. What? He's got five You're assists joking. in the Premier League. Oh, it's more than that. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> incredible, isn't it? But yeah. I think three of them were in the first day of the season. Yeah, <laughs> against Fulham, wasn't it? Um, uh, so he why did... he's doing that, you think you could be playing Nketiah here or you could be playing Reese Nelson. What's the point of giving this old geezer who doesn't care another? Another ninety minutes. Mm. He really has got in the way of Reese Nelson. Yeah, he doesn't pick him. He doesn't look like a player who's thinking to himself, "Well, listen, I'm going to really put on a performance because there's, you know, the Europa League to might get into the team." He does. He just doesn't look interested at all. He doesn't. He he did one. He did one point. He instead of passing back to Hector Bellerin, he actually made a run. And he came inside and made a run and sort of ran across the sort of um, penalty area line. And it made things happen. And you just go, why don't you do that? Why Every other one. Every why don't other you try one. and create and score a goal? What is going on in your head? And they and they genuinely found it hard. To, and he sort of ran his And it was, come on, do that. I, I don't know. Very is he on a, was he on a three-year contract? Because Three sure. years. And supposedly he's got business interests <clears throat> In London, and he owns a restaurant, doesn't he, with Louise and and Ch- yeah. uh, Chirabchin in in Mayfair, and he d- he wants to stay in London, and so he's got this three year cushy deal, million pound a month or whatever it is. It's just absolutely staggering. Oh, but why, ridiculous. when he was playing last season for Chelsea and playing to quite a good standard, well enough that Chelsea were offering him a contract to stay, mm. even though they were spending fortunes of money. On Havertz and Werner, and they had Pulisic, and they had Mason Mount, who's been their best player, turns out, this season. But they were still offering Willian a contract, so they obviously thought he still had it. But, oh, my God, yesterday, what is the mm. point? Get out of the way and let one of the kids have a go. You may as well just put a Bamiang, give Balogun a start. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know? Why, why don't Balogun you give him a start? Because we could need him for Thursday night. I mean, we've seen him score in the Europa League. We know he's got talent. And we've played a lot of meaningless Premier League matches where he could have been bedded in. Have a go. Yeah, he he needed to play Aubameyang just to give him some... That's true. He was the very definition of rusty... Uh, for the first 60 well, minutes until he's definition of post-malarial. Post-malarial. Oh, post-malarial. But then also, you know, you, at the end, you're bringing on Partey and Pepe and maybe you're thinking, well, I've got to bring them on. They're, you know, they're senior players on a monumental wages, huge transfer. They're on the bench. I can't look past them down the bench and call up one of the kids to play 10 minutes. But that feels to me that's our te- part of Arteta's makeup. It, it, so... There's no need to bring those two lads on at all. We're cruising at 2-0. 
they can they can get back on the bus and go home or the plane or wherever they got up there and get ready for Thursday when I'm sure they'll both start against Villarreal, won't they? Partey and Pepe, I'm mm. sure they'll both mm. start, play 90 minutes. If we're 2-1 up, they might be on extra time. You don't know, it could go, anything could happen. No, I, could, I can't understand it. I just absolutely, well, what, I can't what understand it. Me, you, all this fuss about Balogun, here yeah. is, really is a chance. Yeah. To give him a start, to give him his first Premier League start, 19-year-old striker just signed a contract. Go out and, you know, I'll give you an hour against Newcastle. Well, he could have played against Fulham. This is what annoys me, right? So we lost Tierney because he played him against Liverpool. He, he plays Lacazette against Fulham, which there's no need for that. I know somebody said to me, well, he didn't know he's going to pull a hamstring. The guy needed to be rested. We need yeah. him for the Villarreal key, match. Key player. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, can I talk to you now? What did you think about the false nine? Um, uh, do you, when do you think Arteta settled on the false nine in the Villarreal game? Having, I, I imagine, and perhaps I'm being overly cynical, that it was after he'd seen Pep Guardiola deploy a false nine <laughs> against Paris Saint-Germain. And, and, uh, and they played very well, Man City, and got a win. Away from home again, empty ground. Mm. You know, it's so hard to know. The Parc de Prince is a noisy place. Uh, yeah, but we've never played a false nine. He's never played Smith Rowe as a false nine. He mm. had Inketia available. He tried him in the previous game. He obviously doesn't fancy him. It very likely he's going to sell him in the summer. But he didn't deploy a striker against Villarreal. There's no one then really harassing their centre backs when they're in possession. I have to say, they tore us a new one in the first half an hour. They were tigerish. They were all over mm. us. I could just imagine Carcedo, Emery's assistant, yelling and screaming at them and driving them on to, you know, they used to shout at Danny Wilbeck, Daddy! You could hear him. <laughs> and, and they really came at us, uh, deployed a winger against Xhaka at fullback, just like Richarlison the game before. He just beat him easily and... and and scored. Well, this is this, listen. Unai Emery would have looked at that team lineup and would have rubbed his hands and gone, "Great, happy days." And that's exactly what he we played into his hands. Why did Arteta feel the need to change a, a good system? You know, we point out to Slavia Prague what that worked. Why don't you do the same thing again? Because we no. didn't have the, I think, well, because we didn't have Lacazette and Aubameyang. Well, yeah, well, we know why we didn't have Lacazette, because he shouldn't have played them against <laughs> bloody Fulham. That really annoyed you, didn't it? Well, it's just <laughs> we got the text If I can work group. this shit out, he should be able to do it. I but, bet if but, you went into Arteta's house, he's one of those husbands who go, don't worry, love, I'll fix that. And then there'll be loads <laughs> of springs hanging out of clocks and wires out of things, because he never bloody finishes it off. And, you know, he's probably got his bath in his living room, his gas cooker in his toilet because he likes swapping things around. Just, you you get the team right. Slavia Prague, right. Rest the players. That's the point of having a big squad. You play Balogun against Fulham. He gets a couple of goals. Then suddenly we've got options. Instead of yeah. that, we lose Lacazette. You know. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, sorry. I agree. I did, the false nine didn't really work. No, did it? it didn't really work. It didn't. We couldn't get possession. They were hungry and motivated, and and it, it looked like this is a side we've played a couple of times in the past. A good side. Any any team who's up around the top of La Liga, the level's very high. Yeah. But uh, Arsenal have fallen. We've fallen, right? So that we we're not where we used to be, and and suddenly they think we can have these this time. 
uh, then they suffered the Unai Emery moment of madness that we suffered for a year and a half. He gets in 2 0 up at half time, cruising. Absolutely cruising. Sobias is on a red and running around like a uh, he's on on a yellow possible red card coming running around like a headless chicken. Yeah. Arteta, you need to yank him at half time. Arteta <laughs> leaves it. Emery, of course, he makes a half time substitution because he cannot resist getting involved. Instead of just sitting in the corner of the dressing room and saying, "Lads, brilliant, same again," and then give him ten minutes and then make a change, he yanks off his deadly striker and puts Coquelin in the midfield <laughs> and tries to shut up shop. At 2 0, if I was a Villarreal fan, well, you'd be hearing the same podcast out there <laughs> in Eastern Spain as you heard all of the last two years here. What are we doing? Why are we so frightened? We're two up. They're shit. Honestly, look at their crap fullback they've got. Let's have another go and get a third. If we get a third, surely we're through. Surely we're through. Why are we shutting up? Why's he putting Coquelin in? He didn't even play him in front of the back four because he's already got a guy there. So he was kind of a more advanced position. He didn't really know how to play there. He was obviously, maybe he thought he's up against his old team. He'll be up for it. He didn't look particularly up for it. And all it did was send a message to the whole Villarreal team, sit deep, try and get a third on the break. Let's keep this 2-0 lead. And of course, they invited pressure. They invited pressure... And they ended up conceding their pen. And we've got a lifeline. You know, we have got a... <coughs> yeah. I'd love the idea that there's a El Club de la Mortes going on. <laughs> <laughs> Being recorded right now. Yeah, El Club de Mardi. Club de Mardi. My name is Signor Davis. <laughs> you are listening to Club de Mardi. <laughs> Emery! <laughs> Coquelin! Epas! <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Could have been Tresero, you yeah. mug. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the song I've created for Bukayo Saka? Do you want to hear that? Come on, you, really? really? Well, yeah. He's going down. I'm yelling timber. He hits the ground. We score the pen. He engineers a little contact. He feels a touch and cons the ref. Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. Bukayo, Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. Hey, Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. Bukayo, Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. He's going down. I'm yelling timber. He hits the ground. We score the pen. He engineered a little contact. He feels a touch and cons the ref. <laughs> Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. Bukayo, Bukayo, Bukayo Saka. It goes like that. I've been singing that. Brilliant. you not for three days. <laughs> it's going down. I'm yelling timber. He hits the ground. We score the pen. And the seat. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like tambourine in, in the absolute shambles of an office. Cat that again. That is going to. That's a charity shop. That's got a charity shop written no, all come over. No, I need this for my my musical output. He's going down. I'm but yelling to catchy. It's the ground. We scored because that was a really. Um, what a honestly, that was shocking. In the if, with VAR, right? You don't blame Saka. He's got three men on him. He's trying to trick his way through. He dangles the right foot. The, the bloke planted both feet on the ground, put his hands in the air, said, I'm not touching him. And Saka kicked him on the foot and fell over and got a pen out of it. But VAR surely is going to say, no, 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 no. There's no foul there. There's no foul. Well, the VAR but they just, they is They look at it and they give it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, like that. I mean, like, that was a Spurs player. But did you see that stamp from that Sheffield United guy on the guy's yeah. face? And he didn't even get... There was nothing. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I was... Um... Well, I was glad he did, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, 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 bless. no, no not, yeah. not stamp on, um, not stamp on the cell. So, um, glad uh, Bukayo did go down. But yeah, we've got a lot. He's also God. God is good. God is good. God is. Can we do it? Controlling the FBAR. Can we do it Thursday? Well, I think so. It's so hard to say because of this empty, horrible empty ground, isn't it? I think if it's a full house at the Emirates. And the noisy atmosphere, get the first goal, and you feel like they could be spurred on by being at home, having the home advantage. Normally, that's what you hope for in Europe. It's considered to be an advantage, isn't it? It's built into the system that seeded teams get home advantage in the second mm. leg. So it's considered to be an advantage, not least because if there is extra time, it's on your pitch. I always think that the the away goal really undermines that, as we have discovered mm. to our cost. Um, yeah, but we'll take it this time. In the past, um, uh, I'm know, hoping at home in the second leg. I mean, go on. If Kieran Tierney's back, oh, let's pray and hope that Kieran Tierney is back. Um, Bamiang back. Uh, you know, I don't. Why won't he play Cedric in that position? Or he could play Saka in that position. He's better than Xhaka, old Kieran. Keith's better than Xhaka. Hang on, I've got some bagpipes here somewhere. I genuinely do have some bagpipes. Did you think Granite was going to get sent off against Newcastle? As soon as he got back. Well, Mike Dean as well. thinking he's going to go. Get him off now because he's. What was wrong with Mike Dean? Mike Dean was looked really hung over because normally he would jump at the chance to send off an Arsenal. He kicked. Who did he kick? He kicked someone hard, didn't he, Jack? Mm. Was it Sam Maximan? Just went up behind and booted him. Yeah, and then Uh, hopefully he'll be out of left back, as you say. Hopefully he'll be out of left back. I mean, they picked the team yesterday with Bellerin and Louise and Gabriel, and you think they were the starting. Three of the starting back four, even about two months ago, mm. Mm. and it's to that, that to that extent that Arteta changes his mind. So now Chambers is ahead of Spain international right back and a Portuguese international right back. He's a kind of makeshift centre half. Not that I'm saying it's wrong because I love Callum Chambers and, and I liked him when he moved to centre back yesterday. I like him because yeah. he's proactive. Mm. He goes yeah. and does makes things happen. He affects the game. He's very very eager and strong and and he's he's terrific to have in the side. But to the fact that, I mean, do you think they'll sell Bellerin in the summer? It's I would rather that they way. sell. If they sold Torreira and Guendouzi and Hector Bellerin, there's a constant rumour, they can raise money that way mm-hmm. and then we don't have to lose Joe Willock, who I would really hate to lose at 21 because I feel like he's going to have a big career in the Premier League and I don't want it to be somewhere else, you know. Mm. I'm with you there. Who knows? Although he looked quite bored. Oh, Did you see the camera, <laughs> the camera got to him and it was, it was like... such a boring game. Do you know what? he? Uh, whoever was commentator, Arsenal with their conservative possession football. Conservative possession <laughs> football, yeah. The, the comments are basically yawning going, well, they call yeah. this game management. They call this not trying to score a goal. Retaining possession in the opposition half, in sight of the goal, and yeah. not trying to get in the box, not trying to play a one-two and get a shot off. Just not, it, 
what? Thank God the grounds are empty because mm. it's epically tedious. But you remember when Spain won the World Cup? It was hellishly dull, wasn't it? Yeah. That ticker tacker suffocating the opposition and boring the hell out of everyone. Yeah. I don't but listen, which is a fine tactic if you're two or three nil up. That's fine. But if you're, you want the goals, and the trouble is that you have that mindset in players that can start right at the start of the match. I mean, you see it with Tottenham against Manchester City in the League Cup. There's been so drilled under Mourinho. Everyone thought, right, you could Tottenham are going to play now and give it a go. But they didn't. They yeah. still played like they were under Mourinho, and consequently they went out with a whimper, you know. When they, yeah, and when they, you look at their front four, it's quite scary, really. Exactly. But, yeah. And yeah. I, well, the I way just they think... played yesterday, did you see the Tottenham goals against Sheffield United yesterday? Um, I saw one of them. They're absolutely smashing. There was one an absolute classic VAR balls up, and I, I know I go on about it every week, but oh my God, even though it was a Tottenham goal, it was disallowed. It was such a good finish from Son. I mean, they, 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 after the, a week after they had a feeble, hilariously shit-awful embarrassment of a cup final performance, and they all came off the pitch crying, having not tried. <laughs> His son's crying. <laughs> um, they then play the worst team of the league and thumped them at home, as you'd expect. But Son was put through... Um, ball into their half, you know, on the break. He's very quick. He's level when it's played. It's clearly level. He's done, you know, it's the striker's job to stay level. He can see across, he knows he's level and he's gone. And he ran on and you're thinking, oh, I wonder what he'll do here. Will he go, oh, it's in the net. I mean, he just sighted the goal, put his foot through it and lashed it in the top corner. You see some players are a bit hesitant on a one-on-one. And some players think, and Elka was the same. The goal's massive. If I put it over mm. there, he won't get it. Bang, goal. Mm. Never any thought about doing anything fancy. If he wanted to do a step over and sit him on his ass, he could. He would do sometimes. But Anyway, they called it back and his arm's offside. Of course, his arm's offside. Because he's leaning towards goal because he's running towards that end of the pitch. So, of course, his body's angled that way because it is impossible to run in a in totally upright position with your arms by your side. It's a complete farce now. They would certainly be better off junking VAR completely. They really would. Because if, they are, if they're going to just pick nitpick around things like that and disallow perfectly good goals when the player's obviously level, then they really are disrupting the game. That game was an easy home win, so it didn't affect it. But what if that was an equaliser? What if that's a, go- a goal that affects the relegation issues? And you call it off for that? It's a nonsense, a total nonsense. Mm. But he's got, he got another one later on. Bale went through one-on-one and smashed it in the top corner like it was... Easy, but you're looking at players who want to get in the box and score, so we're not really mm. used to that. Um, what do we make of the uh chat from Spotify? Heck, I feels like Keith's thought about this. Well, yeah. because <laughs> he's not squeaky clean himself. You ask any musician who's not getting paid for their work that gets put out there. That's me. You know, and that that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it isn't just recording artists from the, from back, you know, years ago. It's someone can pr- produce an album now 
and they don't get what they deserve. I mean, if a record gets played on a radio station, they get the, the royalties for it. But with the uh, streaming service, they, they get nothing. Yeah, it's, it's the same, you know, but with Amazon and books. Don't buy your books on Amazon because they, when they undercut, all that ends up is that the author gets. Yes. Well, also, as, there is as, legislation. As an artist, yeah, no, I was just going to say, and there is uh, legislation that, or, or they want legislation to brought in that these streaming services do have to pay for the music, which could dent his bid. It's a bit like a nectar card, mm-hmm. I think, uh, Spotify, because, right. well, you, you you get your points and it's years before you can afford anything or get a bag. I, I went over a million with one of my records, mm-hmm. uh, which is £4,000 is what you get for a million streams. It's not unlike, but you don't uh, get that. Not unlike the money you make uh, if you record a podcast. We sit here listening, talking yeah. to you. We've had 1.6 million listens. And uh, I can tell you now, none of us are going to Mauritius on the proceeds. No. It, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty shocking, really. Or a day trip However, Island, if you get yourself, if you organise it and you're the one who creates it, has the idea and organises it and sets up, which undeniably, whether it's Spotify or whatever your music mm. streaming service of choice is, it is brilliant. It's an amazing yeah. thing to you, just on your phone, sitting in, speaking to your system in your house and... Oh, what's that song? And you look, and you can play in it. Find it. It's really is an amazing thing. But that, yeah. absolutely, it, by now it's established, and the money's rolling in. They could up the royalties, couldn't they? Up yeah. The well, I I am conflicted as a poor, you know, as a poor struggling musician and an Arsenal fan who would like the uh, Vieira, Omri, maybe yeah. even When you say you're package. conflicted, I, what I think you're saying is you're not remotely conflicted. You're thinking, please, God, let this takeover go through. Have yes. all my royalties. I, I, I every- don't really care. <laughs> Fatboy Slim's made enough money. Yeah, I, I, I really do. Please, God, get the Cronkers out of the club. And, mm. and that's all anyone's thinking. Uh, what I haven't heard... From Daniel Ek or from Patrick, I haven't heard a word from Patrick Vieira or Thierry Henry or Dennis Burkham. It's only the fact that none of them have denied knowing him or being involved makes you think that perhaps they have had a text. Yeah. <laughs> Would you put your name to this? Um, everyone's, I did, I did hear the other day that I saw on the Sun, I think it was on the Sun, had a headline saying that the Cronkers are up for selling. And yeah. that actually, um, they've been up for selling for a couple of years. And, oh, okay. And they would take a bid, and they don't. So there right. is a there is a possibility. It's not to, when when they made, needlessly made a statement saying that they weren't interested in selling. That really did sound like we're interested the, in selling. the full backing of the board statement. Yeah. Well, mm. I I was wondering whether we would benefit from them sort of being a bit divorced parents like after they made their fuck up with the Super League. Feeling all apologetic, want to make you know amends, and you know Stan it, doesn't give a shit about Arsenal. Can I have mean, a BMX? Just, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about Arsenal, and no. he's not going to make a fortune from Arsenal. It's gone up in value. There's someone who's up for buying it, and he might just think, oh, let's get that asset. The football's gone. There's no Super League. That, Game's the, gone. Covid's yeah. ruined it. We've lost so much money this season. There's no possibility of that really turning around. Um, they're ninth in the league. We're going to win anything. Everyone hates my guts. Sell it, buy something else. Do something mm. else. I, I buy another 
two million acres. I don't know. Well, he, he spent a fortune on building that new stadium. Uh, was it? Well, if he's in Los Americans, Angeles, yeah, in the Los Angeles, mm. yeah. So maybe he needs to recoup. Recruit some money there, but, but you don't, I'd like and, him to and go. you're right, you're absolutely right, yeah. because of course he shouldn't just jump on board with the next billionaire off the rank, you know, who sees it. But you know, he makes the right noises about being an Arsenal fan. Although when he says I have cheered for Arsenal all my life, that's that's not what you say, Daniel. You sort yourself out no, there. No, I've, I've offered to do his PR. And what are Bergkamp, Henri, and Vieira going to do if they turn up? Are they going to? I have a row about who should be the manager. Are they all going to sit in the director's box looming over Mikel Arteta as he tries to get to grips with being a manager? Three club legends scowling away. Rather like you get, you know, Ajax or Bayern Munich when if they well, are winning yeah. every week, there's Rummenigge upstairs and Beckenbauer and everyone can wave yeah. shit. Yeah. Are they, no, are they just figureheads? Are they on the board? Are they there to liaise with the supporters? What is, what is their... What is this? Well, it's certainly PR-wise. Just it PR. would be very well, maybe feels like it. But yeah. but but a if he admits that you know I, I don't really know what how to run a football club, but you lot do. Do they though? Mm. Well, I mean, in terms, but that's the thing. They would they would trot out the uh, the Arsenal DNA, the you know all that. Yeah. Stuff. You only need one of them then, really, don't you? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I'd much rather have them up above us uh, in the director's box than... Ralph than Josh. Really. Yeah, than Josh. Josh. Cronker. Um, you know, and and the, the, there was... I saw a rumour that Wenger would be up for it as well. Well, I would like Wenger in the boardroom. I, I like would Wenger, in, if that's to be his role in, in football for the next few years, as being on the board at Arsenal. Um, honestly, you turn to him for advice on any subject to do with running a football club, and you know, that, yeah. that would be great. I honestly, I do feel it could happen. It feels like 50-50. It could happen in the summer. Um, it may take longer. I have no well, idea. You, Once you get lawyers involved in finance, <laughs> you can be years, can't you? Due you do feel that if it is a Swedish guy, that there is that football connection that you don't get with Americans. I mean, you know, Sweden is a footballing nation. You get that there's a sense that he would understand us more, whereas with Josh and Stan, they're on their ranch, thousands of miles away. They're, they, they're yeah, not getting. No, it's not no, coming no. up on their phone. Oh, I'll see Arsenal drew away. They're more dun 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 dun. <laughs> whereas <laughs> Swedish people are more like ukulele music. That's sort of like oh, you know, a, a nice album. Well, I would have thought mandolin personally, but you know, a, no, or, yeah, you know, or hurdy gurdy. Yeah. But you oh. know, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't read the girl with the dragon tattoo. I have. I know there's a dark side. I am aware. I've watched enough Scando Noir. But now, oh, gentlemen, yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel Ruddy has emailed. Uh, I think Daniel's emailed before, but here he's back again. Uh, the subject line of this email is Mikhail Arteta or Mikhail Gorbachev. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay, okay. here we okay. go. So he opens his email with "Good evening, good evening, <laughs> gents." Yeah, good evening. Uh, we're looking forward to Unai. I like Unai. He's coming back Thursday night to try and knock us out of the Europa League. Uh, here's the first one: We won't survive if someone loses their nerves in the current tension. Gorbachev. Or Arteta. Yes. And again, I've always the warning with these that they're very likely uh, in translation. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, sounds like Arteta. I'm going Gorbachev, surely. Come on. You know, mm. It is Gorbachev. Gorbachev. It is Gorbachev. We won't survive if someone loses their nerves in the current tension. 
Yeah. Is he supervising a firing squad? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say there's panic. I can see the way they try and the energy they put in. Gorbachev or Arteta? Well, you've you got to say Arteta. Yeah, but I've been wrong Arteta. before. I'm going to go Arteta on this one. That is Arteta. That is Arteta. Yeah. Okay, there's only three more of these. Uh, if you're not moving forward, you are moving backward. Gorbachev or Arteta? <laughs> oh, flipping hell. I, I can see it on there. taped on the, you know, the dressing room wall. <laughs> but Arteta's never complained about us going backwards. We spend most of the game passing backwards. I did. It drives me out of my mind how much we pass backwards. Well, if we oh go so God. far backwards, we'd be in the Holloway Road, wouldn't we? You know? If you were allowed to play behind your own goal net, that's where we would be. You know, like uh, an ice. I'm going to go Gorbachev. <laughs> it's Gorbachev. If you're yeah. not moving forward, you are moving back. It is Gorbachev. Uh, okay, here's the next one. If you if what you have done yesterday still looks big to you, you haven't done much today. Ooh. If what you have done yesterday still looks oh, big to you, you, you haven't done much today. Can we have Gorbachev as our manager? <laughs> I like the way he talks. Go far wrong. As long as you have Pat Rice number two. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gorbachev would have made a great. He would have made a good football manager. Uh, Gorbachev. Sure, yeah. You could see him he on the sideline. Commands respect. Oh, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Arteta. Arteta-ry. I'm going Gorbachev, just because I like it. It is Gorbachev. Yes. It does sound Arteta-y, though, but that's... Uh, Arteta-y. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound Arteta-y. We're going to make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> have that for the T-shirt. It does sound arteta For our merch range. <laughs> arteta what, what is an arteta It's a It's a cage where everyone passes the ball backwards. <laughs> I'm going down the Arteta to work on the training <laughs> session. Working on, uh, working on game management in the Arteta. Yeah, yeah. Re- you're not allowed re- to pass forwards. It's like rugby. You have to you have to try and get out the field, but not kick the ball forwards. <laughs> they're who's, renaming- who's running the session? Willian. <laughs> they're re- renaming the club shop. Yeah, the Arteta. <laughs> <laughs> club They will, way. you know. Just <laughs> retro. <laughs> have we got any scones in the Arteta? <laughs> okay, here's the last one. I'm extremely disappointed to lose and the way we lost it. We were the better team. We controlled every department, but we gave them the ball. When we had to score the goal, we didn't find the right pass or the right shot. <laughs> Boris Yeltsin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like, I'd like to say, but, yeah, because he probably managed an ice hockey team while he was yeah, leader of Russia, wouldn't he? <laughs> no, it's not. That was Arteta, of course. Have you seen that uh, documentary, Red Army, by the way, which is no. about uh, the Russian ice hockey team? Oh, right, no. Not our Red Army. A 100% recommendation. To, right, un, okay. Unhesitating. Just get it. You can get a DVD on Amazon. Or something. Okay. Not Amazon. <laughs> other other, other, other supplies are available. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember when Red Army, Red Army sort of murfed into Reg Varney? Reg Varney. Or am I, make, or am I making that up? It's the no, mid eighties, I think. That rings a bell. That rings a bell. It does sound familiar. Ridge Varney, Ridge uh, John Varney. Hayes on Twitter sent a tweet saying, uh, "Which Arsenal player of 2014 is Alan speaking about?" He's been listening to past uh, editions of the podcast, and he hasn't given an answer. So someone guessed on the on the Twitter that I'm talking about Nacho Monreal. Someone else, anyway. 
This bloke cannot turn. He's got no pace. He can't keep up. Can't tackle. Can't edit. Covering our back four. There. Oh, who, am I, who am I talking about there? Oh, I did see that thing. I was thinking, um, yeah. I, I don't think... Because I was going to say, you can't get anything past this mob, do you? It was, I would suggest it's someone <laughs> central midfield. Sounds who, was, who was well, I think he said. Uh, I think he said it wasn't Granite Jacker. Um, 2014. Well, he, he, he takes a lot of granite boxes. Do you know what I think it probably... I think it probably was... It's probably Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and this is where this all started from. I think it's got no pace. He can't tackle. He can't edit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably. Yeah, it like Nick, that's gonna. That'll be my oh. guess. That'll be my guess. I was talking about in scathing terms about Mikel Arteta. John Hayes, uh, you've got our email address because he's also sent us a Thomas Ross quiz key. Um, but I'm not going to do that right now because. I'm going to offer you, gents, one from Oliver Kiddle or Kiddell, not sure. Uh, Thierry Henry or Superman? <laughs> <laughs> they no, are the same person. I always think this might be, the, you know, where I draw down the curtain on these. Um, it's but a pity that Ty's not here because I know he loves both Thierry Henry and Superman. Superman. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, there's quite a lot of these. Um, I might not do them all. Uh, number one, I don't believe in dreams. I only deal in what is real. Thierry Henry or Superman? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Thierry Henry. I, I've seen a few Superman films and uh, I don't recall He's that He's much line. more a positive Superman, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Thierry Henry as it well. It is Thierry Henry. Whee. He doesn't believe in dreams. He only deals in what is real. I so. can see him saying it as well. Uh, the amazing can only be created by facing fear, risk, and failure during the process. Thierry Henry, surely. A, a note for Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and uh, get Arteta and Umarai, Unai Emery to, to Not Umarai. 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 Go from the Arteta to the Umarai. <laughs> um, You're creating a, a mix of the two, aren't they? The, the best amazing, of both of them. They feel like the same bloke. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the managerial philosophy is identical. The yeah. amazing can only be created by facing fear, risk and failure during the process. It's such a good quote. Gosh, I'm going to go Thierry Henry again. Yeah, I Me too. Yeah, Me it's too. Superman. Superman said that. Oh, really? If you had Superman with Gorbachev, that is the dream yeah. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three. It's not about where you were born or the powers you have or what you wear on your chest. It's about what you do. Oh, Thierry Henry or Superman? Because that could be Superman. Well, I'm thinking I'm going Krypton. He's got yeah. something on his chest. Chest, yes. A big uh, it's what, Yeah. It's got his club but, crest. But it might be Thierry. I'm going Thierry. Superman. It's Superman. It's Superman. Yes. Oh, Superman. I hope you're keeping score because I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Number four, I'm always honest. Thierry Henry or Superman? <laughs> That's Thierry Henry. That's Thierry after, Henry. After handballing. You know he's not. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, only yeah, a man yeah. who's not always honest would say that. Yeah, only yeah, a man I who's mean, just handballed the, the ball into the, the, into the Irish the net. Not the Irish out of the World Cup. Oh. And then didn't immediately say, that hit my arm, lads. I can't have that. That hit my arm. Just... It's yeah. on, you know. That was that was the the biggest advert for VAR, wasn't it? That that's what it was for. Especially as the linesman was <laughs> that clearly. That's what in. it was for. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the moment when there's a clear handball. Not it's hit someone's arm when they're trying to protect their eyes from a shot from three feet away. Pen. Oh, Christ. So mm. stupid. You wait till you see the Son one against Sheffield United. You see that. that it's, it's, oh, we've, we've seen so many of them. Anyway, go on. I was just going to say, listen, we've, everyone's saying the same thing about VAL. Surely there's someone in authority who's going to go, right, listen, I've listened to pundits, the fans, journalists, Keith, players. They're all saying go. the same thing. We've got to change this. Or are they going, no, I'm in my bunker. I'm not listening to a word anybody I, else says. I, I think, if I could think of one thing to do with it, one thing, it's got to be some, if it's not within half a metre, wrong, leave it. Hmm. Because for a hundred years in football or more, it's been the naked eye of the linesman has made these calls. And everyone knew it was virtually impossible, but most of the time they got it right. So if it's if it's so close that you couldn't see it with the naked eye, leave it. Mm. You can't see a sleeve from 50 yards away. You can't see that with the naked eye. They're level, leave it. You don't, if you can't pick in, you have to have some kind of leeway. You like they're doing cricket. You would like to think that they would review it every end of every year and go, right, because that that is, you know, the offside thing is uh, a real problem. But so who's, you would who's, hope, you who's would in hope. charge of VAR? Who is the oh, man who's in control? Is, so, he, uh, is he called Ron Bastard? Or Ron something? Bastard, yeah. <laughs> you know him. You know Ron, Ron Bastard. There, yeah. there must be he's someone in charge, overall charge of the thing, looking it's, at it, isn't it? It's Mike Dean's mate. Well, one Ron thing's Bastard. for sure, Pete, even if there was someone in charge, you wouldn't hear from them. No. There's no one actually defending it. They all know it's a shambles. Well, you could pick 20 of these wrong decisions where a player whose feet are behind the feet of the person, the Saka one against Fulham, this one with Son the other day, there was one with Pepe when uh, that Ceballos pen was ruled out. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, T, T always... Um, who's the um, bloke that didn't give us anything in the Pizzagate game at Old Mike, Trafford? Mike Riley. Mike He's Riley. always... T's convinced it's well, Mike Riley's revenge. Mike Riley's revenge. Yeah, because yeah. he likes a conspiracy theory. And, uh, yeah. With him there. That's yeah. Okay, number five. I believe that if we stay together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work. Mikhail Thierry Henry oh, or Thierry Henry or Superman? <laughs> oh, I think it's Sorry, can I have that again, please? <laughs> if we stay together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work. I'm going Superman. Superman, I meant. Okay, <laughs> number six. Politicians are there to try to deal with stuff, but sometimes it's both fortunate and unfortunate that people like us have more power in the stuff that we say. Henri oh. or Superman? Thierry. When the moment beckons, I am ready to make the difference. Thierry Henry or Superman? Superman. Superman, yeah. That's Thierry Henry. No! <laughs> well, he was a Superman. Yeah. I feel, the, yeah. I feel like I live in a world made of cardboard. Thierry Henry or Superman? I has got Superman, surely. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. That is Superman, yeah. Uh, you either want or you don't want to know about it. It's a mercy thing. You have to give back. However you do it, you have to give something back. You have to. Henri or Superman? Oh, Henri. That sounds very Yeah, Thierry. That is Henri. Sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later. Henri or Superman? <sighs> Superman. 
Superman. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. There's 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 still four more. There's loads of them. Quite <laughs> simply, it is true that I can be a pig. Henri or Superman? Henri. It's Henri. People are going to talk, and that's great. If people are talking, they're being entertained in one way or another. So carry on. Henri oh, or it Superman? Doesn't sound like Superman. Oh, so I'm going with Thierry. It is Superman. Oh. Wow. Was he going through one of the dark sides? <laughs> Superman turns dark. <laughs> So they the do ben, these the Ben Affleck the, film. These superheroes do have their moments, <laughs> don't they? Don't thank me. We're all part of the same team. Good night. Oh, Henri Superman. or Superman? Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. Yeah. Uh, so few people recognise me. I can do what anyone does. Henri or Superman? Yeah, well, that's oh. got to be Superman with yeah. his glasses on. Surely, mm, no, Superman. It's Henri. Wow. <laughs> So that was quite fun, wasn't it? I was glad in a way that a lot of super bands were, you know, that we thought were Terry Henry were actually Superman, you know. So there's a, they're, they're almost the same, ain't they? He, he was quite pretentious, wasn't he, Terry Henry? Oh, I thought he meant <laughs> Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love him. I wouldn't say pretentious, maybe wise, you know. Mm. No, I think, you know, forthright. We've got no... Uh, no one's come up with any sharing of story this week, I'm oh, afraid. No. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Oliver, who sent us that on Real Superman quiz, has got a Lee Dixon anecdote. Uh, his, uh, he took his dad on the Emirates Stadium tour as a Father's Day gift, and uh, they showed the time capsule that's buried under the player's entrance. Which could be sludge now, for all we could know. Be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> uh, it's Denilson's boots. There's a, yeah. there's a new... Uh, un- <laughs> <laughs> Untreatable <laughs> pandemic brewing under there. He proudly explained that it was full of Arsenal artefacts of the past and they had another spot earmarked for a second time capsule in 50 years' time. Dixon, who was visibly bored of the company-approved spin, cut in and said, well, that's no good, there'll be nothing in it. Ouch. Ooh. Mm. Oh, dicko. Lee. Boom. Boom. That's pessimistic. I was going to ask... Is Matt mm. Ryan our first Australian? No. because no, uh, we had John Cosmina, remember? Ah. It was a good save he made, wasn't it? That was a good oh, save. I like him. I yeah. think he's good. He I got mean, us to uh, come out team, a little bit, though, what didn't team he? Would you pick, what team would you pick for Villarreal on Thursday? What would you do? Tierney. Tierney and goal? Gabriel. Yeah, would Tierney. You? you go Gabriel ahead of Mari. Is that because of the corner cock-up? I don't know. Is it, uh, I I wouldn't be too disappointed with either, to be honest. Mm. Um, David Louise or Holding? I don't think Louise is going to make it, is no, he? He went off. Totally he went off for the hamstring. Because he, he, his his passes were quite good, weren't they? He can hit a good the, ball. That raking ball, yeah. Holding on Mari, then holding on Mari, or holding on Gabrielle, or Chambers and holding, or Chambers and Gabrielle. You know what? I'm not. I'm not overly. I think Holdings got the call, hasn't he? He and made him was... captain last week. Yeah, he, he I can't think decide who he wants to be captain. Can he? Different captain every game. I'm captain next week. Um, so you're going Holding Gabriel? You've dropped Pablo. Mm. Okay. Uh, so you can. You're allowed. Kefu, you have it right back. You can't uh, It's your uh, position. It's your position, Keith. Right back. Remember, <laughs> with the days of the uh, the Ford League. I'd have Chambers, Holding, and then. 
And then Mari, I think. Yeah, and Kieran Tierney, hopefully. Kieran Tierney or Cedric, not not Granite. No, no gotta... I think Thomas Party in uh, midfield, right? Field, yeah. yeah. Who, who do you have with him? Do you know what? I think I'd go with El Nini. Yeah, I'd, I'd because probably... we need someone. He's listen. They're going to come at us at some point where we're going. To, you know, if we get a goal, they're going to come at us. So I think you know you need someone steady. So I think the party on anything would be a good combo. So Xhaka dropped. I yeah. I reckon he would go if Tierney's back. I think he would put Xhaka in the midfield. He will. But what would mm. you do? Um. El Nini. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that was this a is classic, riveting. classic riveting. Damien Harris <laughs> contribution. And this that is what we like if you ask him, are you coming to the pub? You get oh, the same that's what if you're getting around in and you say, do you want a drink? That's what you get. That's exactly that noise. That should be your ringtone. I, oh, oh I don't know. Should I? Uh, <laughs> I'll have a shandy. There's a train. Oh, go on then, half a shandy. <laughs> What's the point? You might as well have just had water. Go and drink out of the toilet. <laughs> it is true, yeah. We're going to have a milk. You're going to come you for a milk, Are you going to have a Bamiyang centre forward in this line-up Thursday night? Yes. Yes. Got yes. To. I got mean, listen, he's got, got a, a goal, I think. He's mojo back. He's cut his silly hairstyle off. That's gone, isn't it? So, so Bamiyang's up front. Yeah. So then we're looking at three creative players. Probably Pepe, Bakayo Saka. I think he'll go with... Well, it depends whether he goes for Smithrow and Erdegaard. Smithrow's been a little off the pace, I've thought, the he last... Might drop, he might drop Smithrow. I, th- I, I thought he just... there as well. There's five subs. That's always the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's not been as effective, I don't think. So Maybe you're saying Saka, Erdegaard and Pepe? Behind, um, behind Aubameyang, Aubameyang. Mm. I'd be happy with those. I'd, I, yeah. I would be equally happy with Smith Rowe, but um, I think he might go for that. He plays well with uh, as a ten with Saka, doesn't he? That's yeah, it's that combination. Martinelli and the three of them wouldn't be a bad idea. But Pepe's form was been okay. So yeah, I think he's been. I think he's. He looks a bit more assertive, like he's mm. grown up a bit. I think he really yeah. when he came. The fee was enormous. The expectations were high. And he really didn't look ready at all, did he? In the first year he was at Arsenal, he just didn't look ready. No. Um, the, the way he, he took that penalty. He's a bit better now. He took the pen well. He, he was confident. He, I, I feel he's... And actually, just when he came say, on against Newcastle, there was a bit of fight in him there, even though the game was over. Yeah. He did seem to want to get involved. The, the, the fee is a lunatic bit of nonsense. And a really is a moment of madness. Yeah. But given that that money's gone... It's in the there past. Is, yeah. yeah, we didn't go for Grealish or Zaha. We went for him, and we have to make the best of it. <laughs> Let it go. All right, I'm going to do you a spot the commentary before we knock this uh, shambles on the head. There's three good ones here. I think you'll like these. Um, I'm going to fire up the first one. See if you can get the, see if you can get the game. Now I do. Ali Diaz, well placed. Newcastle away. In FA Cup. No. No? 
No, oh. it wasn't. Oh, the listeners to this and they're going mad. They're shouting. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the bus. They've got their headphones on and they're shouting. Um, did you oh. get the goal scorer? Did you hear well, it? Is Edu. It? No. Oh. Oh. Edu was involved in the build-up, played a pass down the left-hand side to Thierry Henry, and Thierry Henry looked up. And Franny as, Jeffers. It wasn't Franny Jeffers. It was a similar situation where Henri had obviously decided, I'm going to give this kid a goal, as he was so capable. Really, how good was he, Henri? Oh, man, honestly. Um, he decided Bentner. he was going to do that. It was that. No, it was Ali Adier. Ah, oh, oh, Ali Adier. Adier. Yes, against Milan? No. Huh? Oh, well, totally wrong. It's Norwich. What day of the week is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just list Cambridge United. It yeah. was West Bromwich. Albion. Ah. Uh, we beat them 5 2. It was an evening game. Um, let me see. It was early, early in the season, August 2002 at Highbury. Uh, Ashley Cole scored in the third minute. Lauren scored. Will Tor got two. Um, and Ali Adier scored in the 90th minute. I heard an interview with him. He was really he was really well spoken. Uh it was he was I think he was publicising his book. But he got a bit of a raw deal. Didn't he go to Celtic? Uh I think he finished his career. And then he I think he was at Middlesbrough. I think he went to Celtic and he, he got a raw deal. He just wasn't getting the games. But he, he sounded a really great guy. It's a shame he never worked out for him at the Arsenal. He, was, he just couldn't score a goal, could he? Mm. He got a, a lot of injuries, you know. Yeah. He was out injured a lot. That's very true. So that's that one. That's Ali Adia. Now, let's see if you can get this one. Arsenal throw. Stapleton. Talbot, Sunderland, looking for the one-two with Stapleton and gets it, and still got it, dangerous situation, and it's in the net, and it's an own goal, but fine play by Stapleton back in the first team today, and Sunderland, Sunderland causing havoc along the byline there, and the misfortunate uh, Brendan Batson got a touch to it, so Arsenal go ahead, Batson scoring for his old club. Batson, oh, Batson. Brendan Batson. Yeah. And uh, oh, obviously West Brom. It was West Brom. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. it was West Brom. Um, Brendan Batson scored an own goal for West Brom against Arsenal, or for Arsenal, rather. Um, do you want to have a stab at the season? 82. 78. Eight, it was the 80-81 uh, season. Brady had left in the summer. Mm. And uh, <sighs> and that game actually finished 2-2. I think Brian Robson was playing playing for them. So, yeah, Brendan Batson, it was under the North Bank, stuck it in his own net. No memory of it either. No. Of it, no. It? no. <laughs> Just slightly... <laughs> Slightly five. Great I've, days, I've, great I've, days. <laughs> I've sort of taken the, as if I'm talking to a couple of people with Alzheimer's and sticking them with the long-term memory is sound. There's no way they'll remember Ali Adier's first goal. Mind you, that counts as long-term memory. I'm surprised Jay doesn't... to 20 years ago. ...doesn't put tumbleweed or a, a dog howling in the background at these moments. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps, he, 
perhaps he will. He should do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that, uh, after that, there's absolutely not a cat in hell's chance that you're going to remember this goal <laughs> or the opposition. But uh, have a listen to the whole commentary. It's quite a long one, and then we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. Caswell. Shakespeare coming in at the far post, trying to turn it back. Blocked it into the arms of Jennings, who used the ball quickly for Alan Sunderland. Robson. Here's Hill. O'Leary picking his moment to come forward. Nicholas, that was beautifully delivered for Robson. Burns couldn't keep it out, the shot was too strong. And after a dicey start, Arsenal get a goal that will come a summer league. Right, so Stuart Robson got the goal. Stuart Robson got the goal. Miserable Stuart Robson. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where we have they did with him? a little little flip from Charlie Nicholas. Hmm. I, kept to, I asked Jay to keep the beginning part in where you heard Shakespeare mentioned. Yeah. yeah. That Craig, is Craig, Shakespeare. Craig, Craig Shakespeare. Craig Shakespeare. Now a slightly overweight coach. Um, <laughs> so was it... I think he's well, a villain West now, Brom. isn't he? Not West Brom. No. Wow. No. Um, it was a game at Highbury. Uh, it was a League Cup tie. And the 1983-84 season. Was Stapleton still? No, Stapleton no. wasn't in that clip. Oh, OK. Um, no, no. Charlie Nicholas was there. Alan Sunderland was playing. O'Leary. There was a few. Um, Colin Hill was playing. Chris White. And... Uh, trying to think who we played in there. League Cup. League Cup. 83. <sighs> uh, Shepherd. No, no. Walsall. Walsall! Yes. Oh, God, you can almost what? feel the dust <laughs> clearing. <laughs> you can always hear Google. You can always hear Google working. You can always hear Google being fired up. <laughs> you I cheat. <laughs> in, in, in the spirit of Thierry Henry, yeah. I would just He's like to... showing his hands to Richard Dunn. <laughs> Terrible. I've let myself down. You've let yourself down. Did you actually Google that? You scumbag. He did, didn't he? He did, he Googled it. None of us have got any of them right. This is getting him. Yeah, but then you went, oh, uh, Walsall, Walsall. Oh, what an actor. Yeah, an actor. Oh, you cheated. Yes, it was a home defeat by third division Walsall at Highbury. Uh, the, the winning goal for Walsall, Pat Jennings made a string of saves. The highlights are on the YouTube. Um, the winning goal for Walsall came after a, a ball was crossed into the area. It bounced and Chris White missed it, basically. And it just took a swing at it and missed it. Got the wrong side of it. Just was, his body was in the wrong place. It, oh, it was an awful bit of defending. And it bounced and landed in front of their striker who lashed it in the clock end net. And that was it. That was it for Terry Neal. Mm. Yeah, uh, that was good night, Terry. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, a terrible. I was a game that I'm sure you were there, Keith. I was, I was there. there, actually. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, oh it, used to, it was a horrible period because then I, you had to go into work the night shift and there was all West Ham fans. That, well, <laughs> two of them were in the city firms. They, but they uh, luckily took pity on me. They never beat me up. But, <laughs> but, uh, so you go, you went to the game and then went to work after the. No, no, it'd be the morning shift. I would have done awesome. then, but no. Well, so. yeah, that was that. So that was that game. Craig Shakespeare playing um, for Walsall, and uh, they, it, don't, it wasn't a fluky win. They had no. lots of shots. They hit the bar. Jennings kept making saves. He made one unbelievable save, which I think that was Martin Tyler, wasn't it, on the commentary? Yeah, a young Martin Tyler. Shows how long he's been uh, yeah. making the announcements <laughs> at, the, at the Arsenal. Do you remember? Our aim and intention is to eliminate the existence of Walsall FC, who humiliated the club. We have dropped a bomb. Shock and awe in the Midlands. F you, Walsall. <laughs> Next season, we bring you Internazionale Milano. For our tickets, will be one billion euros. You want a season ticket? Cut off your cock. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be yeah. a dedicated fan to do that one. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, do you remember the uh, <laughs> the Cardiff final when we played Man United in the FA Cup and we were full of the dun 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 dun? Yeah, taking the piss out of Man United. Yes. But... We spent the whole game going <laughs> yeah. every time they had a goal kick. Yeah, we're taking the piss out of their American ownership. Yeah, USA. Oh, my God. Yes. I remember when Stan joined us, I said to Alan at the time, I said, see, the one thing about Americans, though, is they like winning, Alan. They like winning. Well, wrong could you be? Who knew that, no, we had the only American in living history that likes to come eighth or ninth or tenth. Yeah. I'll give you a, I'll give you one last before we wrap this up. I'll give one last quiz that someone has sent in. Um, it's from David Bloomstein or Bloomstein, uh, lifelong Arsenal supporter and erstwhile freeloading scum. He says, "Never ever stop podcasting." Oh, I can't promise. I can't make any promises on that front, mate. <laughs> I've been doing this week in week out, fifty or for a year now, and. It's uh, I'm boring myself. <laughs> okay, here we go. Story or Kronka? Number one, you have to help good people see how they have let their institutions do their sinning for them. All around the world, there are those who long to see your human goodness translated into a different, more compassionate way of relating with the rest of this bleeding planet. <laughs> Kronky or... Crunky or Peter's story? Peter's story. Peter's story. <laughs> you have to help good people see how they have let their institutions do their sinning for them. Oh, All around Peter's the world, story. there are those who long to see your human goodness translated into a different, more compassionate way of relating with the rest of this bleeding planet. You see, she hasn't got Peter's story mixed up with Greta Thunberg by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is Peter Story. Wow. And did he go a bit religious? Maybe he did. Well, I don't know. He moved to France know. and started painting. So, no. Yeah, yeah nice. Well, Good one. Well, our younger listeners, Peter Story <laughs> was a, a tough tackling uh, midfielder or full, occasional fullback for Arsenal. Uh, much loved because he oh. was an animal. And, <laughs> and later on, was, was convicted of. Counterfeit coins. Oh, maybe it was. Uh, whatever. Anyway, was a, a wonderful, wonderful Arsenal legend. Anyway, mm. number two, Arsene Wenger is just an unbelievable manager. I think he's a tremendous person, and he is just as good as there is. You can't judge a manager on one game or on one stretch of games. You judge him over time. I can't believe Peter Cronky. Story or Stan Cronk? Oh, I want to go Story on this. I don't want to. I'm going to go Stan. It is Cronker. Number three, economics is about creating win-win situations, but in sports, someone loses. Well, that's got to be Cronky, I would have thought. It is Cronky. Yeah. Um, Once a place becomes special, it's no longer special. Peter Story talking about his pornography collection. <laughs> Peter Story. <laughs> Maybe that is uh, that is uh, Mrs. Peter. Story clearing out under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's Peter Story. Number five. I'm going to attempt to do everything that I can to keep the Rams in St. Louis. <laughs> That's got to be got to be Stan. That's, That's yeah, Stan, Stan the man. Yeah, and he didn't. You can no. <laughs> you can trust him about as far as you can throw him. Uh, that was Stan. Number six. I didn't feel any remorse or sympathy if I injured a rival. I went over the top a few times, <laughs> but I never broke anyone's leg. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's Peter's story. Good old that, Peter. is, that is Peter's story. And finally. Uh, I always dislike that total see you next Tuesday, Norman Hunter. He was a dirty, <laughs> he was a dirty bastard. Oh, I'd say Stan, Stan Cronky. Got to be Cronky. I was a little bit reluctant to read that one out, but uh, there we are, uh, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, lads, uh, our season uh, rests on Thursday night at the Emirates. It's a real bloody shame. It's oh. ridiculous that we can't go, or someone can't go in there. Uh, I've I've had a jab. I've got a mask. You know, I don't care who I sit next to. I want to be there. See if we can win that game. Mm. See if Bakaya Saka can work a bit of magic. Abamian could get a couple of goals, and we'll be through to a final probably against Manchester United. Uh, oh, we'll engineer a low block classic and uh, win the cup. Right? That would yeah. be nice. That'd hey. be great. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Right, yeah. We can do Up that. the gunners. Yes. Cheers. See you later. <laughs> See <ya. laughs> Bye.